David Cuddy, welcome to General Connect Podcast. How are you? Not too bad. How are you keeping, TJ? Grand, grand. I'm uh, looking forward to chatting to you. Um, I've been on to you for, I've been harassing you for a little while, but it's great to, great to get chatting to you. Where, where am I talking to you right now? I am now in, where am I? Omid in County Loud. That's where I am, in a hotel. And embarrassingly, I can't even remember the name of it. <laughs> you're, you're working away. I was working today and I finished off work and I came down here and you weren't harassing me just I I'm so bad at looking at my messages I'm the worst <laughs> and I I go in and if I've communicated with someone before you know the way you have restricted files that in, yeah. in my line of work I I just do not go in there that's a fucking nightmare place to be so I stay in the ones that I have communicated with so I'll be going down through stuff to see if I'm missing anything and then I go oh fuck I never got back to that guy so yeah I'm sorry about that because I know it's like it's so hard to get guests on and times and slots and work around people's time. So I appreciate the the way. No, that's good. That's good. And and just to give a little introduction to, to the listener, uh, David Cuddy at Big Bank, uh, impressive statistics, over 130,000 Facebook followers, 65K on Instagram, you're massive on Snapchat, uh, your own website, www.davidcuddy.ie, host of... Uh, Spotify podcast, uh, The Wood from the Trees. Um, and on top of that, you're a family man. You're a timber man, I suppose, is the best way maybe of describing it. I like to call myself an international timber relocation operative engineer. That's how I like to frame it. It sounds an awful lot cooler than it is. You know, I actually went in to get a loan in the bank and I used that. And they oh. actually bought it, I think. Because <laughs> I got the money. <laughs> well, that's uh, excellent. No, uh, that, was that was that back in the boom times, or was that more? Like- uh, no, it was uh, well, it was coming to the tail end of the boom times. That's when I bought my my first house. When was it? Two thousand and five. No, it wasn't. It was it was coming to the end of it anyway. Right. Mm. So, David, um, first thing to ask before we get into it too much more: the handle uh, making big bank. To the listener out there, what what does that mean? Well, people often ask me that, and the irony is. I had started my social media by accident on Facebook first. So that's where I first started. And that was just called Dave Cuddy. Mm-hmm. And I was on a forestry closed group and at Christmas and stuff, they'd do competitions and they'd ask me to do videos and just generate a little bit of hype to get money for the charity. And uh, I used to do an odd video, just doing skits and stuff, uh, just in the closed group, but it yeah. wasn't able to be shared outside the group. So, I just started my own page, just David Cuddy, and the videos were getting a million views. It just that's how it originally blew up. And then I was on uh, Snapchat, mm-hmm. and then Snapchat blew up, and Instagram was just I was a late comer to it. And my nephew came to the house one night and he was like, "Oh, you should have Instagram." And I was like, oh, "I'm not really into that. It's just people posting pictures that I was there. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit gay." <laughs> <laughs> Back when you could say things were a bit gay. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I just started and I was trying to pick a name. I didn't want to call it David Cuddy because there was loads of David Cuddies on it. And um, I just, the irony was I just said make a big bang because people used to ask me all the time, uh, why do you, why are you always working like? And I was there, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm working fucking from four o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night because I have loads of money. I'm just making so much bank. It was irony. <laughs> and uh, that's how it started. It was just an accident and that kind of just, flew on from there so back to um, back to where it all began where, where's the hometown for you 
I am from an actual village on the foot of the sea of blooms called Camrys. It's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it, it'd be on the awfully Tipperary leash border. Oh, right. And um, it's nearer to Mount Rat. It's not too far from Mount Rat, but it's also not too far from Ross Grey. And it's not too far from Kennedy. So it's right in the middle there. And young David, what were you, What was your interest? Pulling me wire most of the time. <laughs> so I, I, from a, I was... I'm, a, I'm in the family. Of, there's 11 of us. And so man, dad got busy. So uh, yeah. there was... Seven boys, four girls, and everyone around Leash. And if you're a cuddy, if you're big into hurling, everyone thinks you're big into hurling, like hurling mad. Yeah. And then there was me, and I wasn't into any of that. So uh, I was just uh, in school. I wasn't very good in school. I didn't enjoy it that much. And uh, when I went home at nighttime, I basically just played the PlayStation, done me a few jobs, and pulled me wire and went to bed, cried myself sleep every night. <laughs> well, like, like many young lad. And uh... <laughs> What about um, like uh, was were you into like was a obviously farming area and stuff like that? So I think I was listening to your uh, your latest episode there on the podcast. You're talking you're talking about about either you're a farmer or you're a uh, yeah you were either a timberman or a farmer up around our place. And all my uncles would have been into farming and would have been into timber. And my dad had timber lorries and my uncles were cutting timber and had saw gangs and so timber was always in our blood and farming. And everyone either went one way or the other. Like right. out of my, I have six brothers and they're all at the timber, except for the oldest guy who's in, he actually has a band. He's a Sean Cuddy. He's a country singer. Right. So apart from him, everyone sort of went down that road. And I kind of didn't really like it because in the summer holidays and at the weekend, you'd be made go to the, to the wood to make a few pounds. If you wanted to go out at the weekend, you'd have to do some jobs. And I used to hate it. I used to hate it so much. I fucking dreaded it. I didn't even like getting mm. dirty. Mm-hmm. And I always said I'd stay away from that. And uh, the irony is I just, uh, I wasn't going to stay at home and do nothing. So I had to go do something. So I, I was made to go down and work in Waterford unloading timber trains in the train station and loading lorries. And that's how yeah. I kind of got into it. And um, your brother, big brother Greg, mm. uh, he, he's, he, you post a lot of videos with him. So you, you two are mainly working together, or how, how does it kind of are you? So uh, my brother Seamus would have took over the mantle, say, from my my dad, and he would have had timber lorries and stuff. And then my other brother Barry would have worked with him. And we were all kind of working together. And then Garrett and Greg decided to just go out on their own and do their own thing. Mm. And they bought machines. And I was working for a guy down in Galway. So I had a long-term contract with a separate contractor down in Galway. And when they purchased new machines and got a big contract after working their way up to getting newer machines and getting a government contract, then I came working with them. So they'd be my bosses and I kind of work with them. So the thing I even going back over the years watching your videos on Snapchat, and I'm from Galway as well, and I used to think to myself, where the fuck are you? We doing in Ireland and all these like chip, chopping all these uh, trees down. I think to myself, I haven't a clue where they are. But you you must have must have seen every nook and cranny of of the country with your with the work like and some lovely places like. Well, the thing about timber is it normally grows in the middle of fucking nowhere or up a mountain. So people are always there like, where the fuck are they cutting? They're cutting so much timber. Where, where it has to run out sometime or where are they? Yeah. But like yeah. there's timber everywhere. Where in Galway are you from? 
Uh, Northeast got uh, Williamstown near uh, Glenamady area. Glenamady, so, like I worked in Glenamady for fucking ages. Like I used to drive, work in Glenamady and Caltra and Ockram and Ballinasloe and um, Attenray. I worked in all that area for about six oh. years. The the like, I might be wrong. I'm definitely wrong here on the statistic, but I, I remember hearing school one time like that. I can't remember how much of the country, of Ireland was actually covered by by trees way back when. I was like, I don't know, sixty percent of the country or something crazy like. And uh, I don't know is that right or wrong. I Would you know don't know. I wouldn't think it's that. I think it'd be about fucking like, ten or fifteen percent. But it's still yeah. it's still a lot. And yeah, yeah. people often think, you know, like, or they cutting down all the trees. Like what we do, it's not like you know when you watch the American programs and you see people cutting down these full length hardwood logs yeah. and they're dragging them out. Like we don't do that. We use a system called sustainable forest management and it's derived from a Nordic system that they use. It'd be, it's like a crop. It's like cutting corn, you know, you plant it Mm. and then it's managed and it's thinned, then it's thinned again and then it's clear felled and then it's planted again. And it's a system. It's a, it's a constant system, a constant flow of timber. And, uh, like it's mostly planted on land. That's no good anyway. And it's right. mostly planted on land that no one else is using. So, uh, it's a, I, I love it. I love. I used to hate it. Now I, I love our job. I love the machines. I love getting up every day and working. I wish I didn't have to do as many hours. I'd prefer if I wasn't in the cab as much. But, you know, markets change and time change and you just have to get it done. What What was the change for you from going from not liking as much to, to loving it or making uh, Growing up. And not being such a fucking eager, not dwelling on things that you don't like and dwell on things you do like. Um, it, it all started, I was working out in the Czech Republic. Oh. And I had, see, every time, if the timber got quiet, every so often the timber sort of quietens down. And if you have machines and companies have machines to pay for, you either don't pay for them, let the banks take them back, or you go somewhere in Europe that does have work. And we often mm-hmm. had to work in Sweden, we worked in Czech Republic, France. Scotland, you just go where the work is. Now that would be a lot harder now when you have kids and stuff. So you you'd yeah. hope that wouldn't happen. But um, I remember working out in Czech Republic, and I didn't like my job. And I was, you know, when you everyone makes mistakes when they're young. You know, you're you're going out all the time. You're spending money. I had money. We had a lot of money when we were young, and I didn't know what I was into. And I was fucking breaking up with women, and then getting back with other women, and just you're never fucking happy. You're drinking all the time, spending money on cars, and trying to find happiness where you can find happiness, you know? Yeah. And uh, when I was out in the Czech Republic then, uh, I actually done some drugs that I didn't know I was doing. <laughs> it was like, right. I thought yeah. I was taking this pull of hash. I remember, I, I never forget, I was at a party and I thought I was taking a drag of hash and then I took this stuff and I didn't know what the fuck it was, but it fucking took me to a different planet. I only found out after it was DMT, but uh-huh. at, the, at the time, I didn't, for six months, I was barely hanging on to reality with the tips of my fingers. I didn't know what was real, what wasn't real. I was in a fucking hape. And I came home and I was talking to a few people and they said, oh, I think you, I think that was DMT. I'm pretty sure that was DMT. And I did it again. And and I'm not promoting drugs here now. (laughs) This is is not me promoting drugs. But I just, I, I remember doing it and I did it again. And I remember that, the exact moment when I kind of came back from that kind of trip, I remember thinking, just every issue that I have is my own. And I'm focusing on all the negative. And it was like, um, the only way I can explain it, I heard it been explained once, you know, when you have a desktop computer and it's all fucked up and you get someone out mm-hmm. to fix it. It's mm-hmm. like, you just turn it back on and 
there's just one folder and it just says David's all shit and then you just move on. Fair. Oh, that's it. It's a great way of describing it. Um, fair play. <laughs> hey, no, it doesn't make sense. It's the only way I can, ex- I do, I can ah, describe no, it. It does, it does. So then um, kind of then talking about, uh, you, you mentioned already about your first post and, and on, on Facebook. Mm. What was the what was the reaction say of when you started to post on Snapchat your your family and friends and you know was it family and friends didn't didn't really care what I, yeah. I noticed at the start when it started turning into something where I thought oh this could actually this is actually could be a business model now this could actually be financially rewarding because I was looking at all these numbers and I'm I'm not an EJ, I could read up and stuff and you could see some people are making money on it and I just said proceeding along with it. But then I noticed the, the bigger that it got, it's actually people that aren't, you know, people from around that go, oh, that fucking need you. You know, that eager put, putting these pictures up. And, but then when you start actually making money at it, it turns into yeah. a different thing, you know, because then they go, oh, well, maybe he's not that much of an agent. You know, he's, a, he's actually making money out. But when it gets bigger, then I noticed, uh, I noticed something very seedy about the whole thing. Like, I, I'm very uncomfortable with the social media and the things. It's a constant struggle for me. I really... I really struggle with it. That's why I'm, I do social media, but I still work. Uh, like I, I, I work in forestry first and foremost. I make my wages out of forestry because I realized about three or four years ago that you, you can't actually make money and you can't proceed in social media unless you go along with a narrative that is put in front of you and it's pushed by advertisers and yeah. the, the legacy media itself. And if, if someone had told me six years ago that we didn't have free speech in Ireland. At last, that is, oh, she's another conspiracy theorist. And it's just so true. It's so true. Unless you, unless people know what you're going to say and they can control everything that you're going to say, you're never yeah. going to push forward in social media in Ireland. It's, uh, it's so bad. And everything that you look at and everything that I see, it's just, I can't, I can't settle with. You know, you have, everyone's afraid to give their opinion. No one can be honest. Even if you're not saying that and, bad you're just giving your opinion and you look at there's influencers just shouting at you did you ever hear the shouting do you want to do this do you want to do that you know like you have people that aren't married and don't have kids giving relationship advice you have fat people writing cookbooks you have people that have tried to kill themselves four times giving advice on how to move forward in your life and you're there thinking jesus christ this is mental this is fucking mental it's all about attention and uh, selling stuff and um yeah i find it very weird and then you, I, and, you... and i'm doing it like I, I i do it but i i try not to I try not to suck in that ball track and i try to be honest and if the worst thing happens in the morning and everything gets blocked and banned i i still have my job i haven't done anything so i'm not counting on anyone for me money only me so that, that... the people are listening people are listening now to to because your your content it 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 varies an awful lot between, you know, very um, I almost call it ther- therapeutic uh, kind of videos of, of of what you do because um, my old fellow is a agriculture contractor and so I've a bit of a growth for for machinery myself. Hmm. So when you see you know forestry work, which I know nothing about, it's you know something very very cool about the equipment you have, and then you have your kind of your funny stuff you put up, and then and everything else. So how do you um? How do you kind of balance between, say, you know, your day job, which is, you know, you're working 
what hours you do and well i find it i actually find it i'm very lucky so i I talk to an awful lot of people that do actually do social media as a job and they get up every day and they go what content will i make yeah whereas i get up every day and it's very easy for me i'm i'm only talking shite in the machine for two minutes if i think of something and i can actually video what i'm actually doing and you know most my videos my stories would be maximum 13 minutes that would be a high level of content for me a day but it's just stories that i'm doing so there's there's very little thought goes into any of my videos and stuff so it's not really much of a a problem for me but what i'd be trying to do is like you'd have some people saying oh you do the same thing every day and like that's what everyone does anyone that lives a normal life is getting up they're doing the same thing every day and what i try to tell people is i wish i had had someone telling me when I was younger, you know, it's okay to do any job as long as you do something, as long as you get up every day and you're responsible for other people. And that is the only way that I find that any man can get happiness or what they call happiness, contentment, is just to be responsible for other people and just get up and do your best every day and just work hard. Good, good advice. What would, um, how about your, how would the big brother, how did, when you started, like, he's, he's a big part of some of your videos and, uh, He's he's all I'm I'm sure he's all uh, he's all in now. Like, but was there kind of any convincing you had to do, or you just said here, fuck it, I'm just gonna record you anyway. Well, at the start, to see when we were doing it, it was just for forestry groups, and at the time, no one really, because we don't go out that much and we're always in the wood just having a laugh. It was only our own friends and family that were saying it to each other, and we were just having a laugh. It's it only became kind of a, an issue when you know if we went to a stag. I remember going to a stag one time. And I had started the page maybe maybe a year and a half of that. And we were just mobbed. We couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't, we couldn't do anything. We had to nearly go back to the hotel halfway through the night because so many people knew you. And mm. like Gareth would go out more than me and Greg would. So he'd get that hassle an awful lot more than we would. Like I, I don't like going out. I don't like big crowds. I, I have a very um, reclusive lifestyle. So I don't notice that end of it. So they didn't. They don't really mind. They don't really. They don't really care now. At the start, it was a little bit uncomfortable. People kind of get it. So how about yourself then? Like you're going about your, your your daily life, and someone shouts one of your phrases at you. Like, is that do you find that a bit odd, or just is it, you're so normal to it now? No, or, I, or, I, I I actually like it. See, most of the people that follow me, like genuinely, ninety nine percent of the interactions I have are all brilliant. They're all just working people, and it's it's yeah. great. And since I started the podcast, it's the podcast has kind of amazed me because it's a totally different def- demographic. Like it, the, the demographic is so different on the podcast than anything else I do. And that is what I found more surprising. Like the, the age difference and who's listening and where they're listening. That kind of surprised me on the podcast. And each platform that I have has a different demographic. Like TikTok is just kids. Like TikTok is just a kids-based platform. I, I, there's not that many adults watching me on that. Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook would be an older crowd and so like it's mostly just normal people so I have an odd woman now that doesn't be too happy I've had a few interactions with women that maybe watch one or two videos and think that I'm a solitarianist pig and fucking shout and scream me on the street it, that only kind of happened when I was when I started doing do you, do you ever follow Alan Clark do you know Alan Clark oh yeah 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 yep. so when I started hanging with Alan and I started doing an odd video with Alan. So I'd have a bleed off of some of his followers, which would be mostly women. And okay. they'd watch me for the first few days and they go, oh, 
he's such a wholesome guy. He's so like, he's such a good father, and he's there with his kids, and they'd love it. And then I go to work Monday morning, and we could tell a joke where I'd say, "Oh, I wouldn't come in my boot and kick it up into her," right? And they would be highly offended. They would send you an essay of how offended they are. Not getting that I'm. It's it's only a joke. It's not real. So you'd you'd have stuff like that going on. But other than that, no, it's mostly always positive. And um, kind of kind of linked into the um, to talking about like you mentioned already about like. You know, you spotted it early about you know here. Listen, I can make an extra um, piece of mo- or a bit of money this way. Your 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 website, you know, the, the gear you have on there, like the the uh, this is a bit of an ad now, but but it it is you know top notch stuff. Your Helly Hansen jackets and your your nice your nice uh, yeah. You see, when when I started, when your when your page kind of goes say public and you 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 get a lot of followers and you have a lot of views, the first thing that happens is you they ask you to sign up to AdSense. So you're paid for your views on Instagram and you're paid for your views on on uh, Facebook, but you've signed up to these terms and conditions. And if anyone's watched my content, <laughs> me having terms and conditions wouldn't really wouldn't really <laughs> last too long. So I, I don't do that. And then when you're asked to do ads, I was never really comfortable with doing ads. It just wasn't something that I was into. Like, how could I do an ad for Now TV, five euro a month, and everyone knows I don't even watch telly. I couldn't do it. Like, the, the people yeah. would would know straight away. So if I wanted to do something, I wanted to sell clothes, but I didn't want to go down and sell shit clothes. So I was trying to get really nice clothes because I don't know, you, your father's into agricultural stuff, is he? Like a, yeah, a farming yeah. background. So you'd have the same background as us. So. What we do is every Christmas we get new Christmas clothes and clothes to do is for the year. And then yeah. when you get your new clothes, them clothes become your old clothes. So mm-hmm. you'd always have good clothes. You try to have the best clothes you have. So I I try not to sell shite to anyone, but it just makes the, the gear a little bit more expensive. And but I think people appreciate it now. No. It looks it looks very good. And everyone listening in, you know, Christmas Christmas is coming, like, you know. I have gotten in trouble for a few stickers, though. A few stickers now yeah, didn't go down I was, well. I was thinking about that. Yeah. Um, which 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 ones haven't you got to stick for? Um, I probably got stick for more. <laughs> the bring back fingering one. That was um, that was that was a good one. I brought that to the cannonball, and I was putting it on fucking Lamborghinis and Ferraris, and fucking. I got a great giggle out of that. This bring back fingering sticker. And I've often got pictures of it going around Indiana or New York, and I, I do I do get an enormous sense of pride when I see these stickers on the back of big jeeps and tractors out there. I think that's brilliant. You 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 look after the whole distribution and everything. I see your you know in mm. your room in the house, you you pack it all, you do it all. Is yeah. it is it like kind of a, a you know does everyone in the family kind of chip into that, or do you look after that all yourself? Uh, I used to look after it all myself, and I used to do it in the house, and then. Like anything, if you want to sell really good stuff and get a price where you can actually sell it and make any money at all, you have to buy volume. So as the volumes got bigger, I had to, and I got the podcast room going, I got a room, I rented out a warehouse and space and a room in Mount Rath and I do my podcast and I do all my stuff out from there. So I have my brother Mark and I have, Matt helps me and I get a lot of help. My daughter Lily, she's brilliant and vicky so I, yeah i suppose it is a everyone chips in and helps it's very hard because i'm always gone i'm always working so the uh speaking of the podcast like that it's, it's mostly once a week kind of sort of thing you're, you're, you're posting as on a friday night yeah i i try to post on a friday i try to do six seven episodes and then 
take a take a little break. The the thing I find the hardest about the podcast is I like to do audio and visual. So I'm I don't find I find this difficult talking to you now. I'd rather see your face. So if yeah. I, if I could yeah, see yeah. your face, I think I'd be I'd be happier. But that's just because I'm a fucking muck savage mountain man. But but when I'm trying to organize podcasts and I'm working up the country and I'm only there, I only have you know Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it's very hard to organize guests for Friday, Saturday, Sunday and organize Mac because I have an editor. And, and then you're trying to organize around kids and kids training and rugby. And, but I do, I'm going to be finished here tomorrow and I'm going to try and get maybe two or three done a week when I get home for Christmas. I love doing the podcast. They're my favorite thing to do. What would be, who would be your uh, kind of ideal guest? I was only talking about this today to one of my friends. So I, my ideal guest is... There's an old man that lives around home, right? And he, he, he's, he's had such life experiences. I'm mad to get him on. And also my mother and old people. I, I want to get older people on because uh, they're the stories that are so interesting and they're going to be gone. Yeah. Like we're yeah. going gonna to lose them all. It's a, and what I found is so you can get loads of social media influencers on, but they only want to talk about stuff that suits them. They have, they're only trying to sell something and everyone knows their story. Like, you know, everyone kind of knows my story, but like if you talk to, I think people prefer to listen to someone they've never heard before. It's like listening to a conversation, like knows in on a conversation you shouldn't be listening to. I like, I like that kind of a, a thing. You know, someone you don't know. Like if yeah. I, if I had my way, I'd love someone to just like Tommy Tiernan himself, just put someone in front of me and I just want to talk to him because I'm nosy. Yeah. So then talking about what's, what's next, do you know what's next or what's your, what's your, uh, what's your plans for next year? Anything, anything going on and then, and then major keep working away or. No, my, my, I'm very simple man. Uh, just keep my head above the water, stay fucking working away. Hopefully I don't go out of business because it's, uh, it's all a very expensive setup now. Tell us, tell us about the, the the gear you have. Like, I mean, not to not to not get too much into the financial side of things, but like, you know, it's it's not it's not cheap. It's not cheap gear. Like, and no, I I, I, I don't mind telling you at all. I, right now, I could be buried in debt for about seventy or eight thousand, and if mm. I don't sell that stuff, I won't be able to stay going, keep the podcast going, and because I'm I'm banking everything on the podcast, because I'm always tethering on the edge of getting banned on all my social media platforms so mm-hmm. if i don't have the only thing that i have that i have control over is my podcast so if i got blocked on everything i still have my podcast and it's 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 all i kind of have but it's very expensive it's very expensive to do and it's very expensive to have but at least if it keeps it keeps everything kind of real do you not notice when you do this like do you what do you do as a day job i have an engineering manager so I just, uh, in the evening, like this, this is a bit of a hobby for myself. And it does take a bit of, I mean, even though I'm doing it on, on the, this app, it does take a bit of time to prepare, do it, edit it, post it, you know, and it, and it does eat into your, uh, to your free time, you know? So this, yeah. it is a big commitment. Well, when um, you're, you know, you're say, um, what age are you? I'm 34. Have you any kids? No. No, so oh, yeah. no. but you're 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 a man that's doing your thing. You have to moving over there, trying better your life, and you're living in a different country, and you're paying your taxes, and you're you're doing all the things you're supposed to be doing. So, as a man living in the world, how do you feel the world is like when you listen to the radio and you watch TV when you listen to the narrative that you've been 
told every day? Do you, do, do you buy it? Do you, how do you feel about it? Like, what do you think you're listening to every day? How do you feel about it? Yeah, so I think I think I had, um, not to, to promote my own podcast, but I think you and McKenna's episode on this on in the first season uh, was, a real, was a real kind of eye-opener because as in, before I spoke to it, I don't know if anyone knows you and McKenna, a very good uh, journalist who who was effectively cancelled during during COVID, mm. and he his the way he describes what what the media is and how how he kind of decided against it and how he didn't want to be part of that game and he'd rather be be truthful and 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 say what what he thought was right, and then when you see as time's gone on, then with like what's happening in Ukraine and what's happening in 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 the Middle East, and then what's what is and isn't being said on the news that kind of mm. it's very transparent and it's kind of to a point where i would see myself as a very much a middle of the road person you know not really swaying to extreme either side but even someone who i describe as being in the middle yeah. i'm kind of it just how would you say tuned out is probably the best way to describe it because i just can't be arsed listening to it i find it very scary and when you when you have kids and you're 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 sort of dabbling in that world and every decision that every person that is supposed to be looking after our welfare is making is made with not all the parameters given to them. And like our society like is so polarized and everyone is like, in, like intelligent people have been silenced so stupid people don't get offended. And it's, it's like the most crazy thing. Like it, doesn't, it doesn't seem real sometimes. But it just blows my mind. Frustrates me. Where do, where, where do you think it's, where do you think it's heading? Or I think it's all going to balance out. I think it's all going to yeah. balance out. Like I just think that we're at a time where people don't really know how to control it, and people are sort of they don't want to offend anyone. And you can see it when you're talking to people, even when you're talking to people that you meet on the street. People aren't really talking. You know, you're you're just waiting for that person to finish talking, and you're going to say what you think they want you to hear, and they're saying to you what you think they want to hear, and no one's actually saying anything. Like, what's wrong with disagreeing with people and figuring out the way forward after that? Like, no one has to sure. agree with each other. Just sort of work it out. The, uh, and again, to, to talk to talk about that Jung Ken episode, he, he said something around the lines of, um, is, there, is there, I can't remember, was it Israel or, or it, was, it, was, it was back in the day anyway, where they agreed that, um, say, if there's like a, a group of, uh, of 10 uh, ministers, what, and if they all agreed one, one way or something, one person had to take the opposite opinion to everyone mm. else because to test to test the weaknesses of something. So, like, yeah, I do think that there is people are just to that point that you're saying they're about just too afraid to say what they actually think because they're just too afraid. What kind of world is that to live in? You know, um, how does you know you said they're about like teetering on the edge of kind of like being banned on 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 mm. everything else by your by your podcast. How do you yeah. do you just get like an email saying? Your 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 account is in, is at risk of being no. It's 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 worse than that. They just they just pull videos. They just I go to put it on and then three seconds later it's gone. Mm. Yeah. Like, and and I and, and sometimes I'm there. What do they say? Like like yeah. one like even the, the latest thing like is um I killed a fly. No, I killed a fly, and mm. I said, oh you fucking black flying cunt, right? <laughs> and that was it. That was gone, and I got. You know, I was six day ban or five day ban or whatever. Um, mentioning COVID at all, mentioning anything is bad. Or even if someone fires abuse at me on my Facebook, like uh, if someone said to me on my Facebook page, you're a stupid cunt, blah, blah, blah. And I say, no, you're a cunt. I get blocked. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. you just can, 
and I don't right now I just I just post and I ghost I just post it and I, I let it on yeah. but I do think it's going to even out because I think people are starting to see a little bit of sense and it's just a just the advertising of everything is just so weird like I've I've sat down with advertisers um I, I never forget it and they were offering fairly decent money for the podcast right and mm-hmm. it was four episodes, uh, three minute ad at the bottom of the episodes. Might have to do something on my social medias. And it was a company that I really wanted to work with. I, I could have really worked with them. I used their stuff. I, I could have sold this stuff. I wasn't. It was not. It was a product we were using. And I remember the boss lad wanted us in. We had two or three meetings, and then when I met the advertising, the ladies in the office that never used the product that I was selling ever in their lives, I know well, wanted me to delete nearly 200 videos and had a list of stuff that I couldn't talk about as long as your arm. And I was there like, how can you have a conversation with someone? Imagine if we were to start this conversation with parameter set of things we couldn't talk about. Yeah. How, how do you do that? I know, yeah. So I just, I never went down that road, ever. I never went down that road then. I just didn't bother. So, David, what else would you like to bring up on the pod? Any other topics, any other things you want to go over in your kind of... In my podcast, I'd like to talk to... I just want to talk to everyone. I'd like to talk to different people, but I'd like to talk to people that... The people I want to talk to most never want to come on. So (laughs) the people that I want to talk aren't people that are fond of coming on and talking. Did you ever notice the people that are most interested don't want to come on? Oh, Absolutely. I think one a guy I know over here, he, he said the the first one on the phrase something like, um, "Oh, I wouldn't want Anthony said recorded," you know, if, yeah. if for like for like a bit of joke, like saying like you know you might get in trouble, you know. Why but that, but cetera, I think you know? that's the change that's important. So when we get more normal vices into the ether, I think it'll even out everything. It's just mm-hmm. that we're hearing all these fucking mad cunts, and I put myself in that. Like I can come on, and I can talk as much shit as I want but I'm not saying that in profound I don't know much about anything I'm only talking shit but I'd love to hear more important people talking I'm being honest yeah so David what's the what's the crack now for yourself running up to Christmas are you suffer uh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) working I hopefully just working. Work at Christmas is kind of a busy time for us in the forestry because we it's our longest holiday during the year. So once the twenty third comes or the twenty second, we just cut off for about two weeks. So it's it's one of our longest holidays. So I really love Christmas and it does be quite hectic with kids and you know, you're trying to you know, Santi's coming. It's a it's a busy time of the year. And Vicky, mm. I'm sure, will have a million places for me to go and Yeah, so yeah, that, that is just are you, work. Are you a... Uh... Are you a pint man at all? I'm really bad at drinking. I like to have an odd whiskey at home, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm a shite drinker. I really like Stephen Cowboy Kelly. I'm probably one of them Rockshore lads. <laughs> Is it just a case of it? It floors you, or just you just yeah? I like I get really full, like uh, four or five pints, and I'd be fucking full. And after six or seven, I'd probably be puking. But the the irony is, I can and I'm messy. I, I when I when I'm drunk, I think I'm John Rambo. Like, I think yeah. I'm fuck, I could date fucking anyone. And I can promise you from my previous experiences when I'm drunk, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolute pleasure, David, coming on. And I really do appreciate you taking the time late at night to have this chat. 
No bother. If you see me now, I'm like Robbie Williams. I was giving out about him today and he's underpants. I'm actually in my underpants right now, getting what? ready to into bed. So you can Next. do what you like with that now information. <laughs> <laughs> David, thank you very much. Take a big bank. No bother, TJ. Thanks a million. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah.